Hello, everyone, and welcome to Flawless, a music podcast. My name is George, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Leon. Hello. And Grant. Hello, music fans. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't playing along? Uh, each episode, one of the hosts or a guest nominates an album that they think is flawless, and we talk about why they love it and what they love about it, end to end. And we decide at the end if we agree that it's flawless. We have a Facebook group. It's called Flawless Friends and Family. We'd love for you to join. Tell us what you think about your favourite albums, favourite episodes of Flawless, nominate your own. You can find us at facebook.com slash groups slash Flawless Friends and Family. Bit of a mouthful, but it's worth it. Links in in the the show notes. Yeah, there you go. And we also have a Patreon because, hey, we're a podcast. You can back us from as little as one Australian dollar a month. And no matter how much you back us for, you'll get access to our special bonus episode, which we promise as a New Year's resolution to do more of. You can find us at patreon.com slash flawless AMP. Now, whose turn is it today? Oh, oh, it's not mine. Is it yours? Not, not mine. Oh, well. Wait, hold on. <laughs> it must be a Christmas miracle because it's my turn. Yes, <laughs> I am bringing forth <laughs> some. I have no idea you're only nominated albums at Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The stranglehold we have on it the rest of the time. You yes. and me just back and forth. That's oh, it. Yeah. You, guys, you let George anyone. out to play yeah. Christmas. It's my turn. It's my turn. So <laughs> I've bought an album, and this is the second of our best of 2020 albums. Uh, you may have heard the previous episode. So now you have my episode. Coming out September 2020 was Idols Ultra Mono. Yes, I will drop the first part of the first song in there and it will definitely be going coming in with a boom because <laughs> this album punches you in the face with its very first like opening second. It certainly does. Sure does. So, um, Idols, where are they from? Bristol. And where is that? It's in England. Yeah, in the United is. Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> the British Isles. Oh, yes. Yeah, it is. The British Isles. There you go. Oh. I've, I've been watching The Crown this week, so it's... Oh. <laughs> So Great Britain. Um, yes, yeah, so I've nominated once again from the homeland. I have nominated Idols. <laughs> so brought out on Partisan Records, which hold other artists such as Laura Marling, if you remember that episode. Um, and they are indeed... For the, for the listeners who haven't heard that episode, you want to share anything relevant about that one, um, oh, George, while we're like, playing this like, game? It's like episode I number nominated. seven or something, so you'd have to go a long way back. Mm. Yeah, something I nominated, and then I think you two agreed that I was the best, um, and I... I don't think I agreed I, to that. I'm yeah. the best. <laughs> and I won. I won that one. No, Laura Marling <laughs> was indeed a flawless album. Which the I'm first to of this journey, mm-hmm. the first of the whole... Album. Thing. So uh, I might be bringing English, but I'm bringing something a little different today with idols, um, yes. as you'll be able to hear. We are from Bristol. We are Joe Talbot on vocals, Mark Bowen on guitar, Lee Kierman on guitar, Adam Devonshire on bass, and John Beavis on drums. Um, and a couple of them are Welsh, I think. I think maybe Joe Talbot and maybe one of the other because when they were an English band, I wasn't sure if they were... I, think, I, thought, yeah. I thought a couple of them were Welsh. That's okay. Well, they collaborated, I guess. They all got together in Bristol, so mm-hmm. um, which is a, quite a fantastic place to go. So, uh, yeah, this was nominated Best Breakthrough. Um, uh, oh, no, sorry, their previous album. So this was their third album, um, and it only just came out in September. But previous album uh, was nominated as Best Breakthrough at Brit Awards, and it won the 
best breakthrough for Kerrang, etc. So um, it's called Joy as an Act of Resistance and it was being nominated for all sorts. So um, when I heard they had a new album, I wanted to have a listen. And then I listened once and said, flawless. Right. No, right. Nice. I did. I gave it that because I was unsure because I love Joy so much so i went so you were a bit uh, conflicted of going in well, well how was you going to react what was going to happen <laughs> yeah it was going it was a, yeah it was going to be step. a bit it's a big it's going yeah i was a bit worried thinking they, all of their acclaim might have gone to their heads but no no they're no. still still angry little puppets mm-hmm. so um, that they are then, yes, so this did indeed go to number one in the UK charts, um, and it stayed in the top 40 for four weeks. It was number seven in Australia, and number 54 in the US Billboard, but number six in US Rock. Um, and it was, uh, what else? There's just, yeah, there was five singles which we can get to um, as we go, but... Um, in May, June, July, August, September of 2020, they brought out five singles, Mr. Motivator, Grounds, A Hymn, Mortal Village, and War, mm. which is quite daring. I think five. That's a layer. That is quite a lot of a 12-track album. Mm. But I'm never sure anymore about what releasing a single actually means. What does it mean? Exactly. So, so it can be putting out a six-inch with a B-side, usually not that many B-sides around these days, but it mm. can be putting out a physical release. Or a lot of times it's just we put the song up on Spotify before and maybe there's a video that goes with it as well. So it's I don't know what the answer is with these guys. Maybe they do have physical <laughs> singles they've been releasing as well. But I would yeah. be very happy if any of them would like to contact me and be my friend. Yeah, let us know what, how, how you released singles. But I know there was quite a few videos and stuff when I was looking online. So Nice. It was produced by Nick Lawney, or, who's also done Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, Yeah, Yeah, Yes, who you may remember from previous episodes, Arcade Fire, mm-hmm. <laughs> Kate Bush, the Midnight Oil, Lou Reed. Anyway. Um, so, so tell us, how did you discover them? Please. Um, come, so first time I heard Idols, I was like, "This is what the fuck is this shit?" Oh. And then, uh-huh. and then ignored, in a bad way, not like in the cool hip way, is like no. I just went. I didn't listen to any of it. So it was when Joy came out. Um, someone said you should listen to this. Someone I respect. And I was just like, "This is just lad music for lads. Mm-hmm. I don't want this in my life." And then. Um, a good friend of mine um, over um, in uh, Brisbane said, have you heard this band Idols? And I was just like, yeah. And he was just like, and you don't like them for everything they stand for? And I was like, wait, what? They stand for things. And I had no idea they stood for things um, because I just heard like and Joe shouting over some mm-hmm. heavy punky guitar, this sure. and the other. And the first time, and I was just like, yeah, I've heard it all before. You know, five white guys singing on top, this and the other. Um, but then uh, they, my friend played it in the car and refused to let me not listen to Joy. Um, and I went, oh, <laughs> I've missed out okay. quite a lot, haven't I? So um, then it was like a regular album on my playlist. Um, and I really enjoyed it to the point where I've been on like, punk zoom parties and gone oh can you play Delco by idols and it's been on the zoom party and stuff so um yeah you, um you could say i like them yeah, uh so we, and we do that's yeah. awesome so this is their third album and they are still quite passionate mm-hmm. about things yeah. So sure. turns out the world hasn't fixed itself since their last album, so still lots of things to be angry about. Yeah, which is good, isn't it? And they're using their platform to have an opinion and get to number one in the charts, so <laughs> good for them. Um, and to be this, like, uh, musically aggressive mm-hmm. and vocally expressive and still get to number one in the UK charts above like anyone else in like September time. We're like, that's got that's got to be a really good. You've mm-hmm. got to be really good. People were anticipating this album, and they went out and they spent their cold hard cash on it. So um, I heard it online and went, "This is my next." And I just literally went, "This is my next flawless." 
Done. Nice. Done. One listen later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not the not the albums before. Wow. Well, you, were, you were torn. Come on. Tell well, tell us about your. Uh, okay, so I was torn because I love this second album. Like first album's great. I love the second album so much. Like. I played it today. If I had it on record, it would have been I'd worn yeah. out the groups. <laughs> sure. Um, but um, when I heard this, I was just like, this is just a new step in their journey. And I also, like Liam, when came out in 2020, mm-hmm. I want to represent 2020, which is yeah. why we were like, we both went, oh my God, we're going to 2020. So we had a little powwow. Um, and yeah, this is an album I wanted to like bring uh, in the first year, in the actual year it was released. Mm. So we play this game, don't we, Grant? Yes. Had you heard Idols <laughs> or this band before? No, I had not at all. And you can't blame it on being in Africa or moving or anything like that. You've done Donuts. that before. <laughs> Donuts, I've got nothing. got nothing. I've got, got absolutely no excuse. <laughs> Thank you for delving so deeply into the previous <laughs> podcasts and previous excuses. Got nothing. Got nothing. Never heard of them. That's no, okay. No. Whereas I happen to know that Liam won't. I listened to it when it came out. Yes. Oh, so, come um, on, man. So, yeah, Idols have been showing up on my Spotify. Here's some random things we think you'd like for at least a year. So, And, and I, I remember hearing songs going, oh, yeah, this is pretty good, but never enough to actually go and do a deep dive. And then I've been listening to a lot of this stuff this year, so to the length that Spotify actually told me when this album came out. <laughs> I said, hey, we think you'd really like this album. And so I had to listen to it, and I did really like it. <laughs> there you go. So that's always a good start, yeah. isn't it? That's fine. Um, so uh, so Spotify told you, and you listened. Yes. Because, uh, yeah, I've been listening to the, like, these guys. I mean, even Cable Ties, who I the last episode on, Proto Mata did an album this year that I listened to and really liked. So a lot of that sort of, yeah, angsty, angry space heavy nice. music it's been working for me this year but not i guess metal or punk but more i guess layered and textured than that and they hate court being called punk as well mm. like they hate it that's so bad and you're like well what else do you want like yeah it's folk like all the because i mean i so post-rock i know i've got an idea of what post-rock is but post-punk i don't know but everything i've read about post-punk these guys these like guys were the post-punk Walkman. You like the Walkman. Yeah. That'd be post-punk. Okay. So, yeah. So, I can see how these guys would, yeah, musically and once again, the construction of the songs is a bit more complex than you would expect from a punk, what you'd be consider a punk song. Mm-hmm. So, I can see why they might not want to be called punk, but that's just the way it goes. Living End don't like being called punkabilly, but everybody still does it. So, yeah. we'll have to suck <laughs> it up. I'm intrigued that you guys would listen to such aggro stuff. Like I find it really, and especially you, Liam, I suppose both of you, like, like these guys are still of passionately angry individuals mm-hmm. across the board. Um, but yeah, I am, I, um, I suppose for my, for my first listen, I was like, if I was 16 and really, really angry mm. with whatever, the whole world, then this is the album for sure. Mm. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's no doubt. Um, but anyway, so but there we go. 35. And I'm also angry. I'm intrigued. I mean, mm. it's still the I, album I suppose for me. I view anger as um as a very weak emotion myself, but that's just that's just me. Well, so there what, we go. Well, what I like is they use an aggressive sound to bring forward a positive message quite a lot of the time. So it's like things are shit. However, we can fix it, and that's and that's what I talked about in the Strike Anywhere episode. It was like they weren't like a punk band that said everything's shit you know, go out and smash out the windows and do some looting. It was like everything's shit, but if we unite, we can do something. Mm-hmm. And these guys shine a light on the real dregs of society and say, I'm not happy about this. Mm. And we write a song about it, which is really good. But when you talk about uniting, there's lots of talk of unify and unite and stuff all the way through this album, which is, yeah, absolutely really cool. Yeah, and yes, so uh, which is why I like that premise of... Um, I can feel passionately angry about something and express it in an aggressive way so long as it's taking you on the journey with me to say, let's dismantle the problem mm-hmm. instead of let's just get angry about the problem or let's ignore it. So they they don't give you the opportunity to ignore it much. So, yeah. Which yeah, is- sure. Joe Talbot, the front man, he's got an energy about him. 
I watched the, I watched the, I haven't seen him live, obviously, but I watched a video of them playing live and he is very much the kind of person that I would be way too scared to actually try and talk to. Like if, if I, hey, you're at a party and the guys from Idols are here, I'd be like, yep, that guy's over there and I'm quite happy staying over here. Like, oh. he's just, there's like a wiry, <laughs> aggressive, and it, it actually brought to mind um, Big B from Trainspotting. And it's not just because he's got a very similar mustache. Oh. Like, but there's just something of like he's wide and he's tight and there's this like this angry and you know he's angry because he's seeing about all the stuff that he's angry about. And I, it just yeah. Whereas my I, whole nerd geeky, you know, Vic, I've been bullied in the past sort of thing. And I'm not saying that he's a bully or anything, but that energy that he gives off, I'm like, oh, it's giving me the heebie jeebies a little bit. Oh <laughs> really? Well, um he the exact opposite. Yeah, absolutely. Like so, it's yeah. Like I have seen them live mm-hmm. um, at the Tivoli in Brisbane oh, back cool. in January 2019. And right. may I say that basically um I the friend who drove me in the car and wouldn't let me stop until I loved the album. Um <laughs> he I messaged him just going, tickets idols he went yes so i bought them and we went and it was sold out in seconds mm-hmm. it sold out so quick um and so me and my friend nick shout out nick um he and i went and oh was it sweaty yes but mm. do you know what it was there was fists in the air they were shouting they were mm. singing along there was all sorts of like like um getting involved in all of the lyrical content but everyone was so polite nice because it's, yeah, it's angry and aggressive. Yeah, I can feel that tone in it. It's like it's, but it's the here's all we have to do to fix it tone. So it's not just destroy the world, loot everything, fuck yourself up in a pit kind of tone. Do you know what happened to me at that gig that has never happened to any gig in the world? Can I guess? You can guess. You fell down and someone picked you back up again. Well, no, that's happened actually. Okay. Um, no. A tall man said, would you like to stand in front of me? Nice. And I was mm. like, nearly cried. It's like, <laughs> like, you know, I've spent my life behind six foot five monsters <laughs> um, and uh, can't get past them at all. And so, yeah, a tall man said, oh, do you want to stand in front of me? And I was just like, yes, nice. please. So there we go. Thank you. So, yeah, really uh, epically good life. You will sweat. Um, it's like... Mm. But it's also, that was Brisbane in January. Yeah. you I'm, In Tivoli. Like, yeah. what did you think well, the outcome was going to be? No. The, 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 the Tivoli's aircon. So the Tivoli does have a little bit of aircon. But yeah. Yeah. Brisbane, a Brisbane gig, any kind of gig that's upper, crunchy, you're going to mm. you're gonna sweat. Yep. But just like awesome. it wasn't in the zoo. I will just say that because oh, yeah, the one. zoo would have been like people passing out. Yes. This is true. Uh, the zoo, had, the zoo had a bunch of people pass out at an Evan Dando gig once. Wow. From the heat. So you, anything that actually requires you to move and thrash around is definitely going to be mm. pass out. Stage. Oh, no. From Evan Dando. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, so just like lost in the cardigan and passed yeah. out. Everybody was, yeah, everybody was wearing long sleeve flannies in the middle of December and it just oh. didn't work out for anybody. Oh. Nice. Early. Anyway. So they were forming in 2009. You were still in the UK then? I was. But you didn't discover them until they got here. Yeah, but I didn't are. discover them until I came to Australia mm-hmm. in 2014. In I know, dis- just despicable, yeah. isn't it? Um, it's intriguing. So, I wouldn't have said despicable. No. Um, intriguing. So, uh, yeah, sure. they didn't. Re- they really exploded on the second album. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when they won loads of awards and stuff. Um, but, yeah, they... Uh, um, I didn't discover them until probably 2017, I think. Mm-hmm. That's depressing. I missed out. And so <laughs> I could have seen them in the UK as some like dive bar and never did. Potentially. So that might be a bit risky. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Um, oh. So as far as an album goes, starting with an al- a song called War. Yes. Um, that pretty much draws a line in the sand about the journey we're about to go on. So mm. this is the journey of uh, how war has escalated from sword fights to mm-hmm. like drones. Yeah. But then they have the their own war cry of this is war, anti-war. Mm. I will say the first time I was like, all right, you nominated and I'm like, now I'm going to sit down and listen to it properly. And when the very first thing he says is, foot king. 
That's the sound of the swords. I was like, "Are you? Gonna, is this going to be a very silly album where he's running around making sword noises for an entire album? But they, <laughs> they drifted away from that. I was like, it was a very silly sound to open an album out on. But luckily it was, it all made sense once you'd listened to the whole song. It was playful. It was. I thought it was yeah. a playful start to a song called War. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, which like, you're gonna be running around making sword noises for an entire album, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, because it's like the first 25 30 seconds is just noisy, like yeah. beautiful music, and then then that and it cuts back just for him to go, Fa-ching. yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, that's the journey, and the drum fills on that are huge, yeah, mm. it's um, an amazing opening at freaking song, yeah. And then watching the watching them play just the video live, the drummer was just like amazing. You could you could see even just from a video because they were playing. It was in an empty like one of those ones where they play five songs, but it's in an empty room, like just like a recording studio sort of mm-hmm. thing. And they've just filmed it. But even in that, you could tell like this guy's he's like it's the same thing we always say about drummers, which is you could get lost in or you're just like background noise. But he the way he holds it all together all the way through the album is really good. Thank you, John. Beavis. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, um, so your impression of yeah the first track just a really good opener. Yeah, and just like it's barreling and it's thumping and the guitar parts are really loud, and you've got that thing where he's not just singing the melody of the guitar parts. He's almost and he's combined singing shouting, so he's not like doing a lot of melody in his singing, but there's still little parts of it. It's he's shouting, but there's still it tones up and down enough that mm. it still differentiates itself through. Yeah, which is really yeah, cool. that was great, absolutely mm. great. It's gay. It got the double tick. Double nice. tick. The opening. I mean, yeah. look. And just. <laughs> no other. Like, they're all amazing songs, but like that was the <laughs> well, one that you. Let's slow up. That's obviously why that's, I'm here. Of course. Um, <laughs> you know, you're nobody. Know but uh, that's the one you had to start with. Mm. Isn't it? Oh, yeah. 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 This Very is awesome. Okay. Go, go team. Yeah. Um, and then they trick you and go synthesizers. Yeah. Is this going to be a soft song? Bad. Is it? Is it going to no, be a soft song? Is it going to be a dance? Nope, it sure is not. No, it's not. It's 30 guitars and beautiful vocals over the drums, and then they swap and turn. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, it's just like box and drums, then then guitars, and then box and drums, and then guitars. And so it's like a call up. This is another one for calling up the unity of you, like, you hear that thunder. That's the sound of strength in numbers. I've got that exact lyric written mm. down as well. There's <laughs> this little rhyming couplet that's just like, like. Yeah, I want to rise up and I want to be part of Strength in Numbers. Here we go. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> what are we doing though? Yeah. I don't know. No, no. Like, and um, it's also, yeah, like it's a, it's a rise up and be heard, not mm-hmm. vandalize. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's got Warren Ellis on it, who is an awesome musician, part of the Dirty Three and Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Mm-hmm. But he allegedly does backing vocals and I couldn't hear him. <laughs> like I, it just sounded like if it is it's just, it's to me it sounded like Talbot just layering himself or harmonizing on himself oh, okay. but even then I didn't it didn't feel like there was two people there because when I first heard it there's like a little bit of like a strangled noise on there and I thought oh that would be awesome if it was him doing a guitar uh, violin piece and they strangled yeah. it and put it in but according to all the credits it's, he's just on backing vocals like I don't even know he's saying let alone what he sounds like and now we'll never <clears throat> know no but there's also he does this thing like Again, like lyrically, he really reins himself in as like in his whole white privilege thing, mm-hmm. and he brings up the like. So I raise my pink fist and say, "Black is beautiful," because mm. he can say, "I have the power to acknowledge other people," and I and he is like the first person to go, "Hands up, white privilege." Mm-hmm. Let's move along using my platform. Come on. And it's a good long journey. I've never been in a circle mosh pit, but the riffs towards the end of this song made me want to be in a circle mosh pit. To the, like a nice one where everyone's friendly and doing in a circle and looking out for each other. But just the weight, like the riff just <laughs> grabbed me. I'm just like, I just want to like, and it's so, yeah, it grabbed me. And then the last 30 seconds, somehow the riffs actually get heavier. 
Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have thought that was like, how would you even, but no, somehow they go from this like moving around, thrashing around bit to like actually like grinding. Like you just, if you were listening, you were just, or looking at them, you'd be like grinding in your brain of this is like heavy, not loud, but just, yeah, monstrous riff, which is so awesome. I can imagine them ending on it, like an set on it because mm. like it has that big messy awesome th- sound yeah and then at the end it just ends talk. yeah and mm. screeching yeah right and you could extend that messy feedback. bit for like another three minutes yeah, easy. you yeah. could just go all right sure. this is our eight minute epic closer yeah and we're gonna pad every we're gonna double the length of every little p- musical piece and everyone would just be thrashing around themselves would be awesome and this is where they all leave their guitars up against their arms mm. and leave you a feedback yeah. and you just like you're like are they coming back and they're like no nah. yeah yeah nah, <laughs> so they're not coming back you just have to listen to and this like, noise head out into the crowd into the night with your ears ringing for like 24 hours afterwards. That's exactly what happens when they play. Yeah. So that was my favorite song on the album, which I thought was because it's probably the one, it's one of the ones that's lower tempo. Like mm-hmm. it's not the high pitched, high speed one that a lot of the other ones are. So it wouldn't necessarily be emblematic of the whole album, but just listening to it is just, yeah, really cool. I loved it. And it leads you nicely into. Mr. Motivator. Mr. Motivator. Now, do you know who Mr. Motivator is? I didn't realize he was a person. I did go no. and look up every single person that they reference in this song, the ones I didn't know already. So Mr. Motivator, back in my era and their era, was a, um, a Derek Knight, who was a Jamaican-born English fitness instructor on Good Morning TV in right. the 90s. Oh, okay. So he would come out in standard, like bright, mm colored 90s yeah and it was so serious and he was like beautiful jamaican man and he came out and he was called mr motivator to get you up in the morning doing some like aerobics and stuff and it was so and he was like all of these like serious white women of like housewives of britain would be like completely turned yeah. <laughs> uh, by by this man like they're like racism be gone like look at mr motivation yeah, yeah, yeah. and he was kind of, and that was literally his net like mm-hmm. to come on in the morning cool. which is why if you see videos and stuff for this it's like people in neon spandex yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, which there, awesome. yeah the spotify when you play this song that's a little micro video that plays behind it is people doing Gym and yeah. stuff. So, because this was one of the singles, wasn't it? It sure, but it was the first single. First single. Yes. So, this must have been the video they did and must have had you tapped into a lot of that stuff. It's awesome. So, it's also got like, because it's so dancey mm. um, and it's got lyrics. So um, it's like so English, but like chase the pricks away. Mm. Uh, but yeah, um, you're again, lyrically pitting unlikely things together. Yeah. And then how do you like them two shades? Yeah. So it reminded me of the Hold Steady because they did that a similar thing in that song where he was like, I, I want my name to be this, but you keep calling me, but people keep calling me that. And it was all like people's names and stuff. So it was, mm. yeah, I was really, really cool. And that's how I found out they were French. French. Welsh, <laughs> they'll hate me for that. Yeah, oh, that's, well, that's how bad they're Welsh because they. The last line of the song is "You're Joe Cal fucking Zaggy." When I was listening to it, I was like, I don't know what that means. What? Well, that's not words. What Joe words Cal is that? And yeah. it turns out it's Joe Cal Zaggy. Except fucking and like your joke, how fucking Zaggy, who is a Welsh boxer, undefeated Welsh boxer. Who is who's Ukrainian? Like a, I, I thought he was Welsh. Yeah, oh, okay. Maybe, I mean, the name sounds Ukrainian, but maybe he was oh, named Ukrainian. Ukrainian but, yeah, yeah, fair enough. So he was apparently he was, yeah, he was undefeated all the way through his career and was In two undefeated. different weights mm. as well. There we go. Yeah, uh-huh. so he. So, do you, were you going to say any of the references that he did? Because I had a couple that I really, really liked. You should do them. You should go. Okay. Mm. Um, like David Attenborough clubbing seal clubbers with LeBron James. Love that. That nice. was awesome. Um, and then like Kathleen Hanna with bare claws grabbing Trump by the pussy, <laughs> which was really cool. You have to. Yeah. You have to do that one. <laughs> yeah, there's so many. It's just like um, like getting like Delia Smith. Yeah, really the Delia Smith one was funny. Delia Smith. It's like, a nice cookie. 
Yeah. <laughs> like drinking Chardonnay or something. Yeah. yeah. It's just like... But um, he is really playful, even when he's talking about things and mm. stuff. Like, he's just... And yeah. his tone's not playful. Like, if you if you had it on in the background, you would just hear him enunciating angry and aggressive. So you actually have to listen to what he's saying. Which is why and when really I first heard that them, dive. Yeah. I, yeah, I didn't... If, I, if I'd have listened... If I'd have read the lyrics to one song mm. before I, like, judged them, I would have been, like, all over this shit years ago. Yeah. So that's cool. You feel like you've lost art, haven't you? I really genuinely do feel like I've missed out so much. Uh, Hurrah. But never mind. Life is cool. So, um, (laughs) is it? Yes. According to whom? Now, uh, I I don't know. It's just a a phrase, isn't it? Isn't it true? So, um, I could obviously talk about every song for us longer than each song lasts. So, um, uh, Grant, do you have particular tracks that you would like to pull out? What about Model Village? Another oh. single, mm-hmm, of course. And n- the, tra- forgive my ignorance in relation to other languages. Is it New French? F- yes, the next mm-hmm. one. And New how nicely it closes. Moi. Nice drum close right then. And uh, 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 na touche. What? Na touche passe moi. There we go. Which is actually. Um, supposed to be um don't touch me but yes. the actual french is ne mutupas uh, consent um so yeah and in the deluxe book that comes with this album it says sorry about the shit french <laughs> 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 but the irony oh, being Jenny Beth who sings on this mm-hmm is French and could have corrected him (laughs) but chose not to, which is fine. But, yeah, consent, as you say, Mm. Mm. that's written for people like me, isn't it? Really? (laughs) And no, like, finger-wagging, you shouldn't do that. It's, this is a a gun for you. This is a a shotgun, so it's... This is a sword! not hey guys tone it down a little no we are, this guy is gonna fuck you up you are going down mm. because you had plenty of opportunities to tone it down yourself and you haven't done it so guess what here he comes because my body is my body and it belongs to nobody but me yeah hmm? damn and, straight and it's not complex it's no not, it's, like, not like, it's not a super complex it's not a super complex lyric like ah, oh, i never really thought of that before i was like no, no i'm just gonna rhyme the word body three times but the the growling and the aggressiveness of it, and then the like, just the straightforward lyric is yeah, makes it gives it that extra value. And you know how I talked about that guy who said at the live show, uh, "Do you want to stand in front of me?" In this, Joe is singing, "This is your dance space." I'm like, yeah, yes, it is. Thank mm-hmm. you for acknowledging. And they are the first to call out anything shit in the pit. Mm. anyone being acting like a dick nice um it's mm. like and any like shitness towards any woman anywhere they are out there and they really fucking mean it and as you said liam would you want to piss off joe no yeah <laughs> no. no so uh yeah so it's genuinely the safest i've felt in a pit for a long time nice really sweating two um, minutes 34 just yeah What's that? 150 seconds of mm. non-stop explosion, just straight through, all the way. And you talked about Model Village with the yeah <laughs> beginning, um, but each line has got that in the village at the end. So you've got all of the like precursors to it, like um, the not racist, but yeah, in the, in the vill- village, which I really love yeah. in the village. <laughs> Um, and it's so party and um, they're really English. So it talks about a gammon, talks about curtain twitches and half pint thugs and stuff, which are all curtain twitches. Wasn't curtain, it? Curtain, twitches. curtain twitches. You know the you know the people that look at it through the little curtain, they peek through mm. their curtain to see what naughty things everyone's <laughs> doing everywhere else to tell on them. And then as soon as you see them, curtain twitches back. Yeah, so I wasn't looking. I wasn't looking. Okay. 
Yes, exactly. Sure. So, uh, and it's also like model car, model wife, model village. And, mm. But then it's like model far, model right, model village. Mm. And it's just like, yep, it is a far right village. Yeah. Like every description about like the nine mm. figure lads and everything is just, yeah. It, I know those villages. I have friends in those villages. Mm. It is depressing. They exist. <laughs> yes, they are real. And you, Liam? Which ones spoke um, to you, Ad? So I loved, I mean, I loved heaps of them, but I yeah. loved Kill Them With Kindness. Yeah. Because so the, it's almost like a tease, but it's only a tease the first time you ever listen to the album because it yeah. opens with really empty, soft piano. It does, For like 15 it? seconds. And you're like, ooh, this could be a whole new direction. You've only mm. gone four songs in and you've chosen a whole new direction. That's yeah. a little weird, but why not? I'm along sure. for the ride. And then it's not. It's another one of their, you know, their style songs. But that only, that only counts as a surprise the first time because then after that you're just like, yeah, okay, you know, you know, I know what's going. You know what's coming, yeah. It was it was unusual to have it in there, but yeah, I love. So it's got like the piano, um, and then the last couple of pianos like swerved down into the drums, mm-hmm. which is really cool. So it's about but- kill them with kindness. So it's not about being, but it's kind of when you a lot of times when you say that phrase, it's like we're just going to be nice to you. Like, you know, you hate me, but I'm just going to be nice to you and eventually you'll come around. Whereas this was more like, it's not about acceptance and forgiveness. You still get killed. So it's like I felt the emphasis was really on that kill them with kindness. Like I'm going to be kind, but I'm still going to kill you because you're still a hateful bigot and I can't, you know, there's no amount of kindness will actually get away from that. So I felt, yeah. So being kind is different from accepting being stepped on. So he's got the lyric, there ain't no dormouse here. So it's not don't don't yeah. mistake my kindness for letting think you you're gonna step all over me. Like I am still the aggressive motherfucker who's singing this song. Just sarcastic. Yeah. It's like just dripping. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. It's difficult, I think, maybe it's in the accent as well to interpret like <laughs> it's not to kill him with kindness as as you said, as you'd normally apply it. Mm. And it's got um lyrics. I guess you cannot tell from my tone. Yeah, so that's yeah more towards what I'm saying as well. It's not you're going to hate me and I'm going to be friendly and nice to you all the time, which is cool. So yeah, yeah I so. Like, it's a different tone of like kill them with kindness, whereas normally that means be nice to them and be friendly and eventually they'll come around. But instead, it's just like. Sometimes, sometimes people just will not, mm. and well, they choose not to ever change. It's not that they can't. Yeah, it's they choose, which is fine. Do what they need to do. Yeah. What else, Liam? Uh, I love mm. Rains. Rains. So that, was, yeah, so that was another one that Pull made me feel rain. like I must see this band live because if they play this, the mosh pit. Like these days, mosh pits are pretty tame. Like I. Obviously, the heavy metal and the really heavy stuff, they probably still are. But these days, you go to a band who used to be quite a like a heavier mosh pit style thing and it doesn't really happen as much because mm-hmm. people, I guess, are just not into that sort of thing anymore. But something has to happen in the chorus of Reigns. Like, you cannot oh, stand yeah. still when he screams into that Reigns. Yeah, I want to throw. They, I hear it on the record, and I just want to throw myself around. And I desperately want to see stuff. you in a mosh pit. Yeah, like more than anything. Like, I, don't think, I don't think my knees would like it anymore. It's all right. You can put the whole car in on. Um, but yeah, he does shout for the reins, and it's mm. like, how does it feel to have shanked the working class into dust and won the war that nobody wants? Mm. Like, he just doesn't like fuck around. No. Insane. Basically, you screwed everyone over that had it for you. So, yeah, I love Rain. Oh, I love them all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, yes. That's why you nominated it. I know, I know. It just just makes me, like, for an album, it's one of those ones where I'm feeling really happy and I want to put it on, or I'm feeling really pissed off and I want yeah. to put it on. Like, it it matches my mood, depending on what I need, whether I need that enthusiasm to feel better about life mm-hmm. or I need that aggression in me and fight and fire to take someone on. So, yes, it's good. 
Yes, it's good. Yeah. Um, Grant, anything else from you? Dunker, was it? Dunker, the last Almost song. barking, I've written down here yeah, with this. Oh, oh, at the end or, or yeah. halfway through. Oh, yeah. Like, Jeez, the, the, um, that one, yeah. Hey, ha, got me. Ha, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had a song stop, like an album stop like that before. And we'll put it at the end of the podcast because I always put the end of the last song on the end of the podcast. Check it out. Listen to it all the way through. I have never heard such a massive explosion stop so quickly and with so little fanfare and if you're looking at the album on spotify that is literally the last set like it's not like there's a stop and the song keeps going for a few seconds it is just no. like like they were literally still playing and someone just yanks the chord out right on the but right on the beat that they stop playing it's crazy i know yeah they're like we're done we're done this we're, yeah and I'd be, like, I'd be interested to see if they do it live, like yeah. play it play out as the last song, probably not your very last song, but the last song before your break, before your encore mm. break. And just, yeah, middle of playing, and just put stuff down and walk off. Yeah. And then at the end of your last song, then you play, what did we decide? Oh, grounds. We play rains. grounds. You play yeah. grounds and that's when mm. you end with the big wall of sound and feedback and stuff. Yeah, but it's designing of a set list and a, Yeah, that's no, it. Yeah. Yeah. It's all over it. Again. But, we're, but it starts really uplifting this quirky uplifting mm. and then the drums just come bolting in um, and then it kind of lifts and falls and like powers through the whole thing and it's like minute 40 before vocals mm. come in yeah. on Danker and then it just starts with that hey <laughs> so <laughs> like shouted at you and then more deep diving drums with more haze and like this group onslaught mm. like bringing you and you're like ready 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 end yeah yeah it's just yeah it's a really fun crazy. way to end an album more bands should do it because it's just like just end you know the song's over i don't, I don't need another 20 seconds you don't need a f- or like no. that or like the awkward fade three out minutes. Yeah, yeah just stop song's over this is we're done yeah thanks <laughs> buy the record yes so yeah there we go so uh we have any other ones you want to touch on there, George? Oh, fucking hey, hell! Um, this is beautiful. So, um, uh, <laughs> so the stadium rock out song of the lover that comes in. So that comes in with that like big sound, and um, it's like lyrically about like all this shit that he's doing with something other but it's like fuck you i'm a lover at the is the basis of the entire track which is awesome so it's like all these things are in your face and then again there's rolling drums for the following bit and it's oh man like lyrically it's eat shit Da, 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 don't it taste good <laughs> <laughs> so it's like he doesn't fuck around but the whole band everyone has a place mm. which is just why i could multiple talk about it um yes um because he also sings in that one if i don't like the music you fake i just won't listen to the piss you take cause So like I really like that line about sycophants is not a good band mate. Like don't tell me I'm good if you don't think I'm good. That doesn't that doesn't help us. That doesn't help us be good or be better. If you don't like us, just don't li- just go away. Don't listen. I think there's something in that for all of us because if you don't like something, yeah. and that's why that's one of the reasons I started this podcast is because I was sick of people coming up with weird reasons to say they don't like something. Like if you don't like something, just don't talk about it and go away. Mm. Let's talk about things that we do love and try and bring more people to the things that we do love. I had same lyrics written yeah. down, but I couldn't read my handwriting. Right. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> type, type your notes, guys. Type your notes. Yeah. yeah I, I should no. have my notes. But I, there's something like beautiful about writing in multicolors. Oh, there would literally be no point to me handwriting my notes. I would never be able to read a single word that was written down. <laughs> Fair enough. Terrible. That is fine. Um, so um, we have like a paired back draw kind of like drawly i'm gonna say drawly guitar for a hymn mm-hmm. where this is like i think um the longest track on the album the only uh, the only one to hit five minutes yep. um and it's soft and then this really nice high 
um, riff, and then some hi hats. Mm. Oh, it was like Joy Division yeah. or something with those vocals layered over the top. It mm. was just beautiful. So he he almost sings in this one. He hasn't really yeah. sung in any of the other ones, but he, he's not not quite full melody, but he's as close as he gets. Mm. is in this one and this one's the look at like body dysmorphia mm -hmm. kind of thing as well yeah. so um the celebration of self-destruction of losing weight with lyrics like hearts on the classes at the new church i lost 10 pounds for the Many women have, uh, men have yeah. been there, and it's just a slow, reflective one um, amongst the onslaught of the rest of the album. So it's like, I think that's why it was deliberately the longest track on the mm -hmm. album. Yeah. Like it was a soft one, and then it was the precursor to Danka to say, no, we're still here. Mm -hmm. and wake up if you were listening to the album uh yes which is oh man it's just it's overwhelming it's a lot so yes i really like sounds this like one. this is podcast going to end and you're going to go and listen to it before yeah. you go to sleep tonight pretty much so convinced i might well, do you can listen to it before you go to sleep you definitely have to end on a hymn yeah, yeah, yeah if you yeah, end on any other songs you wouldn't be able to go to sleep this yeah. is true i really like the parts of carcinogenic that sounded like blur's park life <laughs> where he was singing a line and then they'd go park life this time it was singing a line and go carcinogenic and the rest of the band goes carcinogenic and like with that really english <laughs> accent like in a way that like even really drilling it in the way they hadn't necessarily before so i really like and they don't do it enough in that song they should like because they do it at the first chorus first set of verses and then after they do the first chorus they don't do it again for the rest of the song like, they yeah because i thought it'd been cool but they do. He does do that. The lunatics are yeah. taking over the <laughs> asylum. Um, that venomous kind of sound. But um, there, it was bass led. There was mm -hmm. lots of dirty bass in that song. Um, and then twenty seconds of this like electronic noise just mm. at the end to move you into rings. Rings, yeah. Mm. Which is fun. Which is a fun journey to take. Um, and then one, I guess, we haven't touched on is um, the killer drumming of Anxiety, which is under three mm. minutes. Um, and it's just dirty bass through the verses and then guitars playing off. It's just really nice about a dude getting dumped. So mm. he acts like a shit. Um, and it's like... Again, he uses the word prick, which I really enjoy because it's such an English term to use when someone's being awful because it's so belittling as well. Um, but uh, it talks about government that hates the poor, giving drugs you can't afford, um, and then just stuff about the cold class war so the poor can't buy the cure. Mm -hmm. Like you know who they're voting for. Yeah. Pretty pretty sure they're lefties. So um, yes, it's just they have a particular way of singing about it. And when he starts in the last half, last bit of the song where he starts screaming anxiety, and there's dueling guitar parts behind him, and it sounds like each of them are trying to take control, like they're fighting against one each other for control, and mm -hmm. it's also contributing like the overwhelmingness of it so that's where it's like it's almost that experience of having anxiety there's so much stuff going on and you don't know how to process it all and it's just loud and chaotic and you can't sort of strip it down into the part so then you can address each part so i thought musically bringing that tone of anxiety and that overwhelmingness was really cool yeah yeah <laughs> it made me feel anxious the first yeah. time i listened so i guess they nailed what they were supposed to yeah. do there you go so, uh, Grant, do you have any final like no, thoughts you want to do? No, that's me. I think eh? we got down to Dunker. That was, um, I'm all right. Thank you. Awesome, Mr. Leon. We did. We talked about this song at length, but I will. We talked about it in Cable Tide, so we'll go back for one lyric. I'm pretty sure it's in Grounds, where he says, "Not a single thing has ever been mended by you standing here saying you're offended." 
Yes. Which is, which is very similar to the cable ties thing about being angry. It's like it's not enough to just be angry or be offended. You've actually got to go and do something about it and f- support causes and find things to support and raise voices and raise your fists and stuff like that. So it's – and it's if it's the thing of like if it's him – if this is literally all he's doing to support the causes and things that he talks about, that's still enough because he's raising voices and putting thoughts into people's head and getting there. But I'm sure they're way more active in different causes and stuff like that than comes through in just the album. So, I'm yeah. almost certain, but I think yeah. they're probably the last people to toot their own trumpet. Yeah, that's about right. It. Yeah, you wouldn't sing about that, but yeah. So yeah. I really, I like that lyric. Just not necessarily like, yeah. You've, you've got to do more. It's got you, And it's not to say everybody has to be a politician or everybody has to be leading rights or whatever. Like people have to have the capacity to do certain things and if it's not in your capacity, you shouldn't do it. But it's, yeah, it's not enough to just be offended. You can't, yeah, you can't just be offended. You also can't be a conscientious objector. Mm. Observer, sorry, conscientious yeah. observer. There's no such thing as ethical, ethical capitalism. <laughs> Isn't there? No. Okay. No, this is true. So, um, my final, final, final pitch. pitch okay, so let me bring it. Oh, I didn't write anything. I should have done a like monologue like this guy that was <laughs> soliloquy at the end. Yeah. I know, right? Liam's. Like, like Liam's. Uh, oh, it's just because my memory is really bad, and I always forget things that I wanted to say. So this now is I write true. Down. No, so, it's good. It's good practice. This is a band I have an epic fail for for not picking up sooner because i just heard lads over chunky guitars and went yeah yeah what have you got to tell me and then the moment i listened to what they had to tell me i was like shit (laughs) (laughs) i've missed out so um which is why i was genuinely like i love their back catalog this is so good I love what they stand for, um, and that's why I was like, okay, first listen, fuck it, it's 2020, I'm bringing it in. Um, They (laughs) have no, they hold no punches when it comes to their opinion, they um, hold no punches when it comes to the fact that it is everyone's responsibility to bring up the pace, I don't know, to like stop the sexism to stop the racism to stop the capital to like to stop governments destroying everyone it is not their job to just sing about it it's everybody's job to go along the journey but they don't just do it in a really shitty way they do it in a really involving way lyrically but also over some of the most beautifully crafted instrumentation i think that you could do so to have such a loud aggressive sometimes music played by two guitars a bass drums with the vocals over the top you could get messy but everything is crafted everything every note that is played every messy sound that is created every everything on this album is done there it's done to make you feel something you cannot listen to a song on this album without feeling something um, and then lyrically, you are on that journey. So live, they are epic, as you would imagine. Um, they are sweatier than you when they are <laughs> on the stage because they put their heart and soul into it. And when it comes to writing an album after they've had so many awards for the last album, there's a lot of like worry and danger about what you might put together. But what they have done here is politically crafted musically exceptional and as an all-rounder from end to end i would say this is just flawless beautifully flawless and i'll be listening to it till my dying day nice that's your um i'm surprised you didn't have that written down yeah (laughs) that was really good huh well done that was a really cool (laughs) Wrap up. Okay. Well done. I feel tired now. <laughs> so, um, okay. So you're, you're, you're very tensed up. Your I fist, am tensed. Your fists are, oh. oh, I, I feel passionate. That's pa- I think palpable. Yeah. You can see that. <laughs> and yes. all the mold wine has definitely helped. Warm. So, 
Warm you up for the moment. Yes, for the moment. Yes. This is true. So, um, Mr. Grant, you have never heard them before. Um, This is your first thing. So you uh, had this onslaught of music and an onslaught of politics. How did you take that? And would you take that as a flawless album? Yeah. What a question, huh? Never heard of these guys. And I think it's testament to the power of music um that that it can put you in a mood and it can make you aggressive and it can uh make you want to get in a mosh pit <laughs> and thrash out any issues you may have um i'm going to say it's not flawless for me because i'm probably more right than a left if i had to be a politician i don't like politics um, I'm not about anarchy and shouting and getting aggro. That's just not me. Forgive me. I choose that to not be me. I don't believe that um, I'm not interested in having that sphere of influence around how currently broken the whole system is and rise up against whoever. Um, and so politically, um, whilst I, I think that's admirable and each to their own, and like I find myself getting angry listening to this music. I don't like me angry. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I genuinely don't. I view it as uh, I think I might have said it earlier as a, as a um, I view anger as a very weak emotion. I think the fact that you guys can correlate it to yeah, but what are we going to do about it? Or, or that's what where these guys want to go. That's cool, and let's try and be constructive. But for me, um, musically, sure. And some of the tracks, freaking hell, opening up there is you know. Uh, War, Grounds, um, Mr. Motivator, all excellent. I didn't dig anxiety specifically. Um, but um, I just thought it was too much of a muchness and, um, and too hyper-aggro for me. And I'm like, maybe I'm just mellowed in my age. <laughs> um, because it, I'm not sure that it's, it can make a difference. And we reference in this double header, you know, a previous song called Hope on another album. Um, and maybe I just don't have that in relation specifically to a band and the influence or what sphere of influence that it can do and you know maybe that's for me to to have a look at but um i i the fact that you're so passionate about it is awesome and Hmm. i dig that and i'm glad i listened to it because of how how passionate you feel about it um but it's just not for me i wouldn't have said it was flawless uh because of that if i was 16 i think and angry yeah maybe but (laughs) <laughs> uh, thank you though and i'll, oh, I'll yeah wow check your privilege <laughs> <laughs> sure <laughs> okay so we pass it over to leah yeah so the part of the story that i didn't include before when i said that i listened to the album is in those first couple of listens i was like this could be flawless i could see myself nominating this as flawless but then i didn't i think it was right around the time that we were doing the mj episodes or it was leading up to that mm-hmm. so i was like listen to it a couple of times but i've got to focus on the mj episode so i'll come back to this and i'll figure out if i want to nominate it later and then you nominated it. I was like, awesome. Now I've got a reason I have to listen to it. And it's really cool. So yeah, it grabs you right from the start. It's super intense. It's super powerful. I love like War, Grounds, Mr. Motive, all that stuff. Like it's that playful tone. No, no, not the playful tone. It's the playful lyrics without it being a playful tone. And yeah, I was loving it all the way through. There's just one tiniest little hiccup. And that oh, is that yin. a hymn is the last song on an album. And we've had we've had this before where you have like a fin- a finale, and then you have another song after that. And if the song after that is good enough, then it's okay. But for me, Dunko wasn't good enough to justify to coming after, after him. him. So I think literally swap those two around, and I'm like, yeah, flawless, done. But wow, a- but after a him, I didn't need I didn't need them to come back and go. And this is what we are because I've already had. 10 more songs that were similar to that on the way through. So yeah, switch those two around and I would have been 100% on board. But with those two, just a hymn just feels to me like the last song on an album. Like it tones out the way and it's like mm. different style and it's the softer and sure. it's showing the softer side. And to have another thing after that I felt wasn't was a mistake. So we had the opposite of the last one where it was supposed to be. Yes, because <laughs> the tone the tone was the tone. Of, of a hymn was just so wildly different from anything else on the album that it and it didn't it wasn't like it didn't fit like it didn't throw me out of the album altogether 
but it felt like that should have been the last song. The tone, it's tone related. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah, so I just think I switch, switch Dunker and a him, and I would have been like, yep, yeah, this was flawless. But without that, I couldn't give it the thumbs up. But it's so good, and now I have to go back and listen to the second one, and listen to all the bands that they like. And now it's just like this whole world is opening up in front of me, and I want to listen to all of it and get yeah. Just angry There's enough. There's not enough time. Just, there is no time. We've got, <laughs> and you want to get angrier. Our oh, next man. guest has nominated two albums that we've got to listen to in the next two weeks. So we've oh, straight, on, straight into those. So much pressure. Oh. Yeah. This is true. The things we do for the thing we love. Oh. Yeah. But thank you for nominating it because it did mean I had yeah. to listen to it and I really loved it. I you think did it's a an deep amazing dive. album. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you guys very much for that. It was awesome. And thank you for your feedback on what is such an epic album to mm-hmm. me um so i guess i need to thank someone else the people out there listening <laughs> omg so we have the socials facebook twitter and instagram we are flawless amp on all of those so you can join the conversation share or like our posts give us a rating every little bit helps to find other music lovers to love us so as i mentioned we are a podcast we have a patreon patreon.com slash flawless amp back us and check us out on there thank you again for listening and you'll hear us again next time